episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Cassie. I'm Allie. And I'm Sarah. And we are talking about alcohol today. So one of our favorite topics. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> wine out here we're going to talk about all alcohol so we'll first start with what is alcohol and how do they make it so um you know the nutrition fact of it is not a carb it's not a protein and it's not a fat so it's somewhere in between it's its own category and a lot of people don't realize that it has seven calories per gram which is kind of like pure fat so yeah. it's pretty close it's closer to that than it is to carbs or to protein because fat has nine calories per gram and protein and carbs have four. So it's pretty dense for the volume that it is. So a lot of the calories that are in alcoholic drinks are from the alcohol, not the other things that are in it. Right. So, and how do they make alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, Cassie. So alcohol is ethanol. That's how, that's what it's called. Um, it's made when yeast ferments the sugars in grains, fruits, and vegetables. Okay, so it depends on what you're doing. So like grapes are fermented and that's how we get wine. You're gonna take a grain, a fruit or veggie, and you're gonna ferment it and that's gonna create alcohol. Yes, and the difference between red and white really is how long the grape juice is interacting with the skins of the grapes. So, right. And rosé, it interacts a little bit, so it's a little pink. <laughs> and then red wine, it interacts a lot. It stays in there um, for a long time, and that makes red wine. And that has some other um, nutrition benefits, which we're going to talk about a little bit, little bit later. Yes. Um, so, so that's wine. And then, you know, one of the things that is popular now are seltzers and hard seltzers, which oh, we see yeah, a lot of. Right. And that um, actually can be just sugar water that yep. ferments. And so you don't even have to have grapes or other things or wheat or anything like that. You can just use sugar and water. And then the nice thing about that that people like is that there's no flavor associated with it. Right. And so it's kind of a blank canvas. And so they can add flavors to it that people like right. without a lot of calories. Um, kind of like those sparkling drinks, sparkling waters that don't have a lot of calories. It's kind of the same thing, right. but it's a fermented sugar water that they add flavor to. So, and what's a serving, Sarah, of alcohol? I think most people might be surprised by these <laughs> servings, or at least like, oh, all right, we'll take that into consideration next time. So one serving of beer is going to be 12 ounces. Um, that's typically about a can, um, so keep that in mind. We do have some visuals here if you're watching the, the YouTube video. Unfortunately, our podcast listeners can't just visualize it. Um, wine is going to be about five ounces. So we have, again, another visual. That is obviously probably a smaller glass than you might typically use. Um, so yes. it will look different if you use the larger glasses. I have, I brought my wine glasses yes. from home. And so this is my wine glass compared <laughs> to the, Triple the, the serving size. size. So I, the, I like big wine glasses. I love wine, so I have the different types of glasses for the different types of wine. And the glass can actually bring out the flavor of your wine. So just be mindful that if you're using a big glass, um, that a serving looks like this. It's not filled up all the way. <laughs> so, um, so just be sure that you're aware of that. I actually use a little smaller glass at home. This is five ounces. I know it's five ounces. That's a serving of wine. And I use that to pour into my big glass to help me stay on track. Right. And then um, the last one for serving size is going to be liquor. So that's smaller at one and a half ounces. Um, typically, you're going to see a calorie content of between 100 and 150 calories. So 
There is a difference. <laughs> there is. Yes. So, and also there are five servings in a bottle of wine. So, just throwing that out there too. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, if you open a bottle of wine, just know that you should get five servings out of that. And so, um, so that's always sad, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's going to be, I mean, if you did the math around 500, 550 calories, again, it depends on the wine, but just generally speaking, right? So. Yes. So, okay, so that's a nutrition facts and kind of what alcohol mm -hmm. is. Next, we're going to talk about how it's metabolized in your body. And so, um, you know, there are specific enzymes that we all have, and it's a totally different process than how your body metabolizes other foods. So it has its own enzymes, its own way of breaking it down. And it sounds pretty safe because it's broken down to carbon dioxide and water. So that doesn't sound too too bad for right. <laughs> your body it's to fine. get rid of. Um, the problem is, is that it can only metabolize so much at a time, and usually a drink per hour is about right. Um, so so it's not just black and white like that. Also, your body prefers to get rid of that alcohol first and foremost, so it's going to pretty much shut down utilizing fat for fuel and other things until it gets rid of the alcohol. So again, we'll talk a little bit more about weight management and drinking in a little bit, but um, Alex, do you want to talk a little bit more about the metabolism of alcohol? Yeah, yeah. So like she said, it metabolizes into carbon dioxide and water, but it can also give off a carcinogenic effect and uh, those carcinogenic things can cause cancer. Um, so that's one thing to be aware of. Also, ethanol itself in large amounts can be carcinogenic. So it's definitely important to moderate that and make sure that you are sticking to moderate drinking, which is one drink a day for women and two for men in the correct serving sizes. Um, but again, everybody metabolizes at a different rate um, and it depends on how much alcohol you're drinking. So it's very different and individualized for every single person. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> um, so and that's just, that's based on genetics. And so, um, so that first step in the breakdown of alcohol produces that carcinogen. Alcohol itself is a carcinogen. And again, that just means cancer promoting. And so, um, so that is something you just need to be aware of. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about marketing of alcohol. <laughs> so, Those buzzwords. Yes, um, the low carb and the light. So do you want to talk a little bit about the carbs in alcohol and, lo and low carb types right. of alcohol? So whenever you walk into the big alcohol section, whatever store you walk into, I feel like one of the first things you see too is like light beer or low calorie, um, which is great because there are people that are concerned about their calories and what they're putting in their body. Um, first, we'll talk about the word light and the word low calorie. So these typically will have less alcohol than regular um, alcoholic beverages, which also comes along with lower calorie. Um, so that's what you'll get whenever you're looking at light or low calorie beverages. Light beer usually has less carbs, so typically you'll find 10 to 12 grams of carbs in that drink, whereas the light beer will have about three to five, so about half. Um, craft beers can have upwards of 30 grams, so yes, all these different kinds are gonna have different um, carbohydrate content, calorie content, so just being aware of that, alcohol is not, they don't have to put a nutrition label on there, so you won't see it right on the can itself. Um, but you can look that up on your own. I typically find myself doing that, just Googling it real quick if it's a drink I'm not familiar with. Um, and then another thing is dark beer. This doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have more carbs or more calories. You'll typically find around 10 grams of carbs in there. Um, 
So let's switch to wine. Um, so with wine, that is probably an area where we'll see more um, added sugar, but not all the time. So most wines don't have added sugar. The carbs are left over from that fermentation with converting grapes um, into the alcohol itself. Um, sweeter wines will have more carbs. That's why they have a sweeter taste and less alcohol because more of the grape juice is not fermented in sweet wines. Um, but of course, if you throw flavors into it, liquor, wine, whatever, it will have added sugar and probably a little bit higher calories. Um, last thing is hard cider. If you drink hard cider, there is still calories, there is still carbs, even though it markets itself as gluten-free and there's about 25 grams of carbs in hard cider. Right. And keeping in mind, a lot of my clients are like, well, I'm doing light beer, but I'm drinking nine or 10 McUltras, when sometimes <laughs> it might be more beneficial to do one right. or two craft beers compared to nine or 10 McUltras, because you're still getting all those calories from the alcohol content. So keep that in mind yes. as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then full calorie beers don't have as much alcohol. So if you're right. really wanting to get the you know relaxation benefits of alcohol, you might be better getting something that you really enjoy and having one instead of having four more of those drinks. So right. yeah, and um, and it does vary. And wine varies as well. You know, typically sweet wines won't have as much alcohol in them either. So just be aware of that. Ciders, um, you know, have a decent amount of alcohol, and then seltzers, the hard seltzers, have um, usually they're five percent. So that that would be more like a not a light beer, but something that's a little bit um, heavier than that. And some beer goes up to nine, ten, twelve percent. Um, and so just be aware of that. Um, and wine, you know, has a pretty high percentage as well. Um, but again, the portion size is only five ounces versus twelve ounces of a beer. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then pretty usually liquors like you know bourbon or vodka or gin or any of those don't have any carbs in them. So it's what you add to them that's the problem. Yes, the right. diet coke yes. and the cranberry <laughs> juice yes. and all that so, stuff. Yeah. Right. So and then it's it's great because too with these beers a lot of times you know um, like Sarah mentioned they'll say low carb or half the carbs of regular beer but it's only, it's only 10 versus five, you know, so it's really not that significant unless you get to those craft beers typically. So, right. okay, good stuff. Yes, it's good. <laughs> so now we're gonna talk about some of the benefits and risks, but the, the bottom line that we want everyone to remember is that it's all about your personal risk factors and then how much you're drinking. Cause you know, alcohol is a tonic. It, it is helpful for a lot of people, which we're going to talk about, but it also can be toxic whenever you do too much, just like a lot of things right. that we yeah. <laughs> so, so moderation is key for everyone, um, but there are some pretty impressive benefits. So Alex, yes. do you want to talk about yeah. some of those? So first and foremost, that red wine. So a lot of my clients asked me about red wine and its benefits. Cassie's got it right here. Oh, she's getting benefits right now. <laughs> um, but she would have to drink quite a bit of that to see the heart healthy benefits, um, which it has resveratrol in it, which is that uh, antioxidant heart healthy benefit that you're gonna get. But again, you have to drink a large amount of it. Um, but with that being said, it can decrease your risk of heart disease by almost 25 to even 40%. And that's impressive. It is that impressive. Is impressive. <laughs> yeah. It is impressive. And then also increasing your HDL cholesterol, which again is your healthy cholesterol. So that's another benefit of that red wine, which we like. Yes, which we love growing. But yeah. it's not the red wine itself that's helpful, it's the alcohol. Right. And that can come from any source. So you're gonna get that same benefit whether you're drinking beer or liquor or wine. Mm -hmm. And like Alex said, you'd have to drink so much wine that it would be a negative to yeah. actually get 
the amount that they showed in studies was helpful of those compounds in red wine. So just drink what you like and you know you're not going to drink too much of. That's important. <laughs> so what's another benefit, Sarah? Well, other studies, I feel like there's more studies coming out now too, um, just kind of observing populations that do have this in the nutrients. And obviously it's going to change based on your other lifestyle factors too, but things like improving blood sugar control and insulin sensitivity, which can then decrease your risk for type 2 diabetes. Um, it has also been associated with increased life expectancy. Again, serving size is important. Other lifestyle factors is important too. And then it may benefit mental status and, as we all know, decrease stress and be fun. There's a lot to say for that. You know, stress is a big negative risk factor, and so alcohol certainly helps with that. And there's a nice little curve with life expectancy, and you see no drinking at all actually has a lower life expectancy than moderate drinking, which, remember, is one drink a day for women and two drinks a day for men. So, um, so that, and then it starts going down, especially after yeah. having four <laughs> drinks a day, um, where it's definitely a steady decrease in your life expectancy. So, good stuff. Yeah. So some risks um, that are there, which we talked a little bit, Alex mentioned cancer, but that's the biggest, one of the biggest ones um, for people that are healthy and not at risk for alcoholism um, and who are a little bit older. You know, teens and younger people have a higher risk of early death from alcohol, you know, but whenever you get a little bit older, maybe you drink a little more moderately. <laughs> um, but if you're drinking, you know, a bottle of wine every day or half a bottle for females, um, you can actually increase your risk for cancer pretty significantly. And that's something that you need to know. So when we say weigh the risks and benefits, I always talk to my clients about if you have, look at your family history. If you have heart disease in your family, stroke in your family, if you're at high risk for those and don't have any cancer in your family, then that might be, you might be okay with the alcohol because that's gonna decrease your risk factors for things that you're more at risk for. If every female in your family has breast cancer and you're at high risk for that, you want to really think about it before you add in alcohol, or maybe don't do it as often. Um, one of the things that's exciting, though, with cancer is they sh they've shown that if you eat healthy, it diminishes the negative impact of alcohol. And some studies show it de decreases it altogether. So there's no increased risk for breast cancer if you get enough folic acid, for example, and that's 400 micrograms a day. Um, that's found in broccoli, leafy greens, fortified grains, beans, things like that, which those are things that we like our clients to eat all the time. Exactly. So, so if you're having wine, be sure you're eating healthy with it, and that can help decrease your risk for cancer. And then also make sure that, that you realize that any alcohol, even one drink a day, can increase your risk for breast cancer um, and other cancers. So um, what's another risk factor, Sarah? Um, well, one of the things that... I think us as dietitians like to analyze too is calories and empty calories from what you're drinking. And so if you are putting alcohol or whatever it is over a healthy diet, it can, those empty calories can lead up. You can eventually develop, if it's long term and you really are neglecting things like micronutrient deficiencies, it can lead to weight gain, stuff like that. So not saying that that's what's going to happen if you include alcohol in your diet, but like Cassie said, in order to, um, kind of just prevent the other things that come along with drinking alcohol, we want you to include fruits and vegetables and not have this as a replacement, as well as other you know, calories from drinks, sugar from drinks, stuff like that, in place of healthy fruits and vegetables, whole grains, proteins, stuff like that. So. Yeah, good. Well, what about pregnant women, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> good question. And a lot of people do ask us about that. 
And a long time ago, it was say, we would say no alcohol. That's what everybody was saying. Now it should be safe to have drink moderately whenever you're breastfeeding. Not when you're pregnant, when you're breastfeeding. <laughs> um, so those that are breastfeeding, um, if you were to drink close to when you're breastfeeding, it's going to take a lot of time, not a lot of time, but some time to metabolize that alcohol so your milk should be okay. Um, if you drink and then wait a little bit, that gives your body again more time to metabolize. So you'd really have to hit at a very certain point for there to be any chance of it being in your milk. Uh, but if you're drinking moderately, then you should be generally safe. Yeah, so, and during pregnancy, it's a no. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you guys pregnancy. I went right to breastfeed. Do not drink while you're pregnant. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so definitely remember that. So it is a carcinogen again, and your, um, your fetus would definitely have negative impacts with that. So, right. Um, yes, and so another thing, um, if you drink heavily, and these are all, you know, really if you drink heavily, except for the pregnancy part, yeah. but um, if you drink heavily, um, again, you would, it's addictive, you know, and mm -hmm. if you have a lot of alcoholism or even other um, things in your family, um, you might be at a risk for that. And so, and then also liver disease, of course, pancreatitis, um, so there can be all sorts of negative effects. Um, nutrient deficiencies, like Sarah mentioned, because you maybe not aren't eating foods that you should eat, you're just drinking your meals. So, so just be aware of those things and know that um, you want to keep it moderate during the day. So, uh, or during the week. Um, so recommendations. The you know um, I'll let Sarah start with our number one recommendation. We'll go down. Yes. The we have nine recommendations. On <laughs> so number one, please do not interpret this as us encouraging you to drink. We're just kind of providing you information if you currently drink where you should be at um but don't think if you abstain from alcohol because of certain reasons or that's just not something that you enjoy doing you don't have to by any means to be healthy so if you get something please understand that we're not sitting here encouraging you to do that just understanding the benefits and the risks associated with it right and then to yes and then to add on to that if you are drinking be sure that it's moderately so one drink a day for women and that's that five ounces of wine it's that 12 ounces of beer it's that shot of liquor or two drinks a day for men and that can decrease your, your risk of heart disease stroke when you are drinking moderately but again remember to look back at your health history determine if it's something that would be right for you um, and also keeping in mind the alcohol content of things. So right now I'm looking at a Bud Light on our table and that has 4% alcohol and then we have a little helper which has seven. So again, the calorie content is gonna be a lot different based off of that. So one drink a day for women and two for men. And also make sure you're eating healthy if you drink. And that's a big one we just talked about, but lots of fruits and veggies which can minimize those negative effects. So it's just like any other things in the world that we come into contact with that are carcinogens, which are a lot of things, you know, fruits and veggies um, can help your body handle those and get rid of those carcinogens a little bit more effectively. So eating those throughout the day is something you definitely want to do. And to hone in on that just a little bit more, we did mention this, but just to reiterate, um, if you are a woman and you are concerned about breast cancer and other things that come along with some risk with alcohol, make sure you are getting plenty of folic acid specifically, which can help decrease that risk of breast cancer with alcohol. Food sources, like Cassie said, broccoli, leafy greens, fortified grains, beans, stuff like that, all of those can be great sources. Yes. 
And looking at our next one, so choose alcohol that's low in calories for the most part. Um, we definitely want you to enjoy what you like, but again, in the right portion. But if you can pick a lower calorie, we would recommend that. Um, but if you do like Chardonnay like myself, I just try to work it in the best I can because um, it does have calories, so I just got to make sure I factor that into my day. Yes, because it doesn't magically disappear when you drink it. Right. You have to it. But usually, you know, this is kind of the 90, 10, or 80, 20 kind of goals that you would have. If this is what you want to use some of your fun calories for, you know, it would be a great thing because it can give you some benefit. Um, so, and again, do not drink excessively. That's a big one. So I do want to, I get this question a lot. Well, so if I can, you know, as a female, if I can have seven drinks a week, can I save that for the weekend, you know, and not drink during the week and then have all seven on Saturday? That's a no. <laughs> so it does not work that way. Um, unfortunately, we do know that small frequent amounts of alcohol are beneficial, but you don't have the same effect if you drink it all at one time. So it needs to be small on a consistent basis to get the benefits from it. And um, and because remember, your body can't clear all that alcohol quickly enough, and so you end up with all of those carcinogens in your body for a longer period of time. Whereas if you had a nice drink with dinner with a salad and other veggies and a fruit, you wouldn't have a big negative impact from that. Next, um, not so much for wine and beer, but if you are choosing to drink liquor with some sort of mixer, that's where you're gonna get a lot of added sugar, empty calories, um, stuff like that. Instead of choosing things like regular soda or orange juice or whatever, go for like a club soda or a water or a carbonated water and then squeeze a fruit into it just to get a little extra hint of flavor. That would be a little bit better. Yeah, yeah good. And then please do not drink if you're pregnant. I know there was a slight mix up on what we were saying earlier. <laughs> do not drink if you are pregnant, please. It can cause birth defects, we do not want that. Um, if you are predisposed to alcoholism, um, I would recommend not drinking. All of us would recommend not drinking. Um, having liver disease because that's where it's metabolized, so you just got to be sure, be careful there. Um, and then cancer, if you're prone to cancer as well, maybe think twice before you start drinking. Yeah, and so lastly, just you really need to look at your own risks and your own benefits, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, and um, make the best decision for you. But the biggest thing is the amount matters, consistency with it matters, and how many calories you're putting in with the alcohol or companies are putting in with alcohol matters. So those are the big things that you need to remember. So um, we have, we'll finish off with some picks that we have. So this is kind of, these are, this is my list of picks that, you know, I like, but dry red or dry white wine. Um, so any of those. And Chardonnay is pretty good, you know, yeah. so, and then, um, of course, your Cabernets and Pinot Noirs and um, those kinds of things are, are all good. Um, things like Rieslings and Moscato, those are pretty high in sugar. Um, so you have to remember that just when you're having it. Champagne is typically pretty low in sugar, so that's another good option. Uh, light beer or beer that you enjoy, um, again, you have to look at that, but just watch the craft beers. That's the big thing. Um, and then liquor mixed with club soda and a lime. That's a great drink. If you don't like it with just club soda, you could add a splash of cranberry. But instead of having vodka cranberry, which has an extra you know, 150 to 200 calories of sugar added to it, you can get club soda with a splash, which may be you know, less than 50 calories added to it. And those little things definitely add up. And then the hard seltzers are usually around 100 to 120 calories if you like those. 
um, that's another good option too. Right. And then you would want to do, if you can, do club soda over tonic. Yes, good point. Yes, yes. yeah. Because yeah. tonic does have calories. So if you didn't know that, just be sure if you can to pick soda. Yeah. And most people will have it. They may not know they have it. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> on a little nozzle, there should be a soda, you know, um, and just make sure you say club soda so they don't put soda soda in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but usually people uh, do have that. And you can use sparkling water as well as another option or just plain water. A lot of people like that too. Um, just to mix it up a little, and then you're getting a little hydration. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. So, okay. Well, this was a fun topic, and so we're, you know, cheers to cheers. everyone. Cheers.